You're listening to the IBC Podcast, your international baseball career guide. Play ball! Now, here's your host, David Burns. This episode is brought to you by Sambat. Sambat has been the sponsor of the podcast since early 2015. They were the first ones on board. I swing Sambats myself and I thoroughly enjoy them. So whether you're a club looking for a team order or an individual looking for a change and you want to learn more about Sambats or want to put a Sambat in your hand, you can visit baseballjobsoverseas.com forward slash Sambat. This episode is brought to you by 3N2 where you can customize your team from head to toe, everywhere from uniforms to bags to hoodies to cleats, you name it. Also, for any individual baseball or softball product needs, you can contact the International Baseball Community, where we carry a variety of 3N2 products from turfs to trainers to cleats, pants, performance wear, umpire apparel, batting gloves and bags, you name it, we got it here. So give us a shout, or you can visit the website, baseballjobsoverseas.com forward slash 3N2. This episode is brought to you by Pocket Radar, in particular the ball coach, which we're now offering in Europe and Australia through the international baseball community. What I enjoy about it is the small size of it. It's quite a bit smaller than your iPhone. Uh, Also, uh, if you were to do a little research on it, it has a four and a half star rating on Amazon, and that's mostly due to its accuracy. Uh, You can compare it to some of the major radar guns out there, and it's just as accurate. You can check out their YouTube video as well, which demonstrates that. It's easy to use and super user-friendly. You just throw it in your pocket, bring it with you to practice or to the game or on road trips, wherever you will need it. So if you're a coach or a club in Australia or Europe and you want to pick one up or learn more about it, you can head to www.baseballjobsoverseas.com forward slash pocket radar. Hey guys, I'm back for episode number 64 after a lengthy break in the summer of 2016. I've been pretty busy with a number of things, including the website and uh, you know family and baseball, you name it. You know how it is. So I took a bit of a break, but I'm back. And this winter of 2015-16, I plan to get many more episodes published. This episode is with Tanner Layton. Uh, we had a write-up on the blog about him in the past, uh, mostly about his uh, his playing time in Germany with the Sullingen Alligators, uh, winning a championship there in 2014. And, uh, yeah, we'll let him tell the story. It's an interesting one. He spent some time in Australia and now the past two winters in South Africa. And how that came about is pretty darn interesting so uh yeah i'll let him tell the story so without further ado let's get on to this podcast episode number 64 with tanner layton tanner welcome to the podcast thank you so much it's good to be here so uh first of all can you just start off how did you end up in south south or sorry south africa i'm thinking australia because that's the season we're in uh how'd you end up in south africa after the german bundesliga um it's actually a funny story uh i went to australia first and then i went to the bundesliga and i tried to go back again to australia but due to visa complications and Mm -hmm. things that happened with the baseball club down there i'm actually not allowed in Australia for another year. Uh, I got a three-year banishment when it came with visas. Mm-hmm. So um, when 
played against Trevor Coy in Bond last year. Or no, two years ago now. He also um, is not allowed in Australia, and so we kind of connected on the All-Star game, just telling our different kind of stories and stuff like that. And he got contacted about playing down here in South Africa uh, for the Bidenville Billions. There's guys who, there's quite a few German guys and Bundesliga players who have come down here. Um, there's actually a German guy who lives down here now full-time, Shorty Frank. Mm-hmm. He's got a powder board. Um, I know Evan and Justin um, from Regensburg, they came down and played for Durbanville as well. Lucas Jan, Lula Glazer. Um, I'm here currently with Benji Waite, and he used to play in Munich as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been quite a few guys, but for the most part, it all just goes through one team, and that's Durbanville. Okay, Durbanville. Villains, right? Yeah, really. Okay. So, yeah, so that's weird. I've heard that a few times with guys having trouble getting back into Australia in the second year. Um, yeah. So were you actually, like, at customs and they turned you back or, or you just never qualified for the visa? No, I spent two and a half days in the detention center in Australia. Oh, boy. So, <laughs> so they were kind of giving you shit for trying to get back in for the second time and um yeah um well i the as you know the club handles visas yeah. same thing in germany you know and i thought that the Aussies would know their own immigration rules better than i would and i let them handle my visa and it's actually a real shame someone on the board for the club down there uh, I thought they were saving the club money, got me a tourist visa, which was $20, and they were supposed to get me a sport visa, which was more money. Mm-hmm. And because of that, they said, well, what, what are you doing? I was like, I'm in a Uh-oh. I can't do that on this visa. So, yeah, that's, I, that's just I've, I've technically been deported to America. <laughs> wow. So did you say three years you're not allowed back? Yeah, I have a three-year banishment. Wow, so you can't go to Australia for a few more years. That's that's brutal. Uh, uh, well, I, I've, I've served uh, two so far. Okay. So um, next year in October, I could. Wow, that's rough. Be eligible to apply for visa. Yeah. No, I know. There's definitely a. It's a tricky situation, and and it's not even easy to qualify for a sports visa. I believe. Um, yeah. I think that's a bit of a challenge in itself. So I think they tried to take the sneaky route or the shortcut some things there. So that's too bad. But yeah. this gave you the opportunity to go to South Africa, which is why we're talking today. I just wanted to get yes, some sir. feedback from you. I have heard of German players going there before, so it looks like there's a funnel from Germany to to Durbanville there. Um, but are the there's guys? Also a club, um, there's also a club here called Budisuk mm-hmm. that um, before me, the year before I got here, they brought out Harry Glenn, mm-hmm. um, uh, Lucas Steinlein. He normally comes out here, but he just, and when he's out here, he plays for Buddhism, but normally he just comes as a holiday, and I'm pretty sure he has a girlfriend down here. I see. But for the most part, it's uh, just Durbanville and sometimes Buddhism. Now Buddhism doesn't even do that anymore. So, uh, so it sounds like Durbanville is the only club that's bringing in out, outsiders or imports? This year, yes. And last year as well. 
Okay. So for the most part, are you are you having to finance your way there, or do they actually have enough sponsorships and, and enough funding? No, sir, to- we have, we have, no, sir, we have a sponsor. Okay, that's great. Cool. Yeah. But for the most part, your impression across the league is that there really isn't much money to – you know, there's not a lot of opportunities for imports to come over there, at least be paid to come over there. Yeah, no, you're you're not going to find many clubs that uh, you're going to get paid to come over here. Yeah. Okay, so how's that experience? What, how can you compare the level of ball maybe to um, something back in the U.S. or to the German Bundesliga? Um, I can't really compare it to the U.S. I can compare it more to uh, the Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. Um, with that, uh, they have they have kind of funky rules down here. Like our import pitcher, he's only allowed to throw five innings. Whereas in the Bundesliga, your import pitcher can throw the whole second game. Yeah. So um, yeah, that, and then also, so everyone guys have pitch counts. Mm-hmm. Of 110 pitches, and then you have to, you're done. Like 110 pitches, you're done. Okay, so in the middle of an at, at from, bat, you're done. <laughs> oh, you're allowed to finish a hitter. You're okay. allowed to finish a hitter. Alright. Yeah, that's interesting. But um, it's really tricky for me with my kids, with who I coach, um, because they're only allowed 65 pitches. I see. Okay, so you really have to. That sounds like a lot of managing and juggling there. Yeah, yeah, you'd be surprised. So, um, so, is that, so you're coaching on the side. Uh, is that like kind of what you're hired to do, or is that how you have a source of income? Or yes, sir. Okay, interesting. And our, our, our sponsor really, really wants to grow South African baseball. Yeah, and actually, um, I just Troy Williams is down here. And I was talking with Troy yesterday because right now the MLB Academy camp is going on down here in Cape Town. Mm-hmm. And so I went and watched and talked with some of those guys, uh, friends with Andy Burlong and stuff like that. So I hung out with him and I was just talking to him. And everybody wants baseball to grow. And I mean, especially here in South Africa and all of Africa as a continent as well. Yeah, that's definitely the impression I get from the few contacts that I've had there, and it's it's, yeah. it's if if somebody if they are going to bring somebody in, it's somebody that's passionate about coaching and working with youth for sure. Yes, sir. So, um, so the the level of baseball compared to the German Bundesliga, would you say it's similar within the the top league there in South Africa? It's similar, I would say, uh, with the north. Mm-hmm. In the aspect of, you know, um, we're going to have tough games against Bonn, Paderborn, and Hamburg. You're going to have tough games against those three teams. And it's very similar here. Same four teams always make the playoffs. Durbanville, Belleville, Wittersook, and Athlone. Okay, so, so all I, four of those teams make the playoffs, and those are your games that you're really going to battle and play good baseball. So it sounds like pretty much any European league where there's a very strong top few teams, and then and then there's a, a significant drop off towards the bottom of the league. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. So what's the lifestyle like? You you traveling? Do you have time to travel around and see South Africa much? 
Um, I did I did quite a bit last year. Um, I went and did the shark cage diving, the bungee jumping, went out to Hans Bay. Um, the lifestyle is great down here, man. Um, for me, South Africans are some of the most friendly people I've ever met in my entire life. And that's simply just because of the fact that they kind of want to break down the stereotype of South Africans so bad that the media portrays it as, you know? Yeah. And because of that, uh, super friendly, super inviting, it's a good place. I tell people, hey, you know what? There's good and bad places everywhere. There's places in America that you actually bought them out. I wouldn't go. Yeah, yeah. But especially these so these the days, you, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. It's just the same here in the aspect of for me, life is great, and um, I share a townhouse with our other import and a guy who's from Johannesburg, but he comes down and plays for our team mm-hmm. on the weekends in Cape Town. Sounds cool. So I'll be able to share a townhouse. And is is it pretty affordable there? Very much so. Um, the exchange rate is 14 to 1 right now. Uh-huh. Last year when I was here, it was 10 to 1, so... Ten rand is one dollar. Now it's fourteen rand is one dollar. Yeah. So that's good, but I make rand. I don't make dollars. So. Yeah. So are you? Um, are you finding like it's easy to to live on on what you're being paid or uh, the compensation that they're providing? Um, I definitely have to budget. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, and coming down here, uh, you know that. Uh, now that it's my second time coming down and stuff like that, yeah. But um, I feel like the budget really well. But I've always budgeted really well uh, with my money, and I mean, baseball paid for my business degree, so yeah. at least I'm using it somehow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, you're living in South Africa playing baseball. Uh, that I think that's pretty cool. And even if you do have to nickel and dime it a little bit, it's it's got to be a hell of an experience. So. Um, Yes, sir. What what type of visa are you on? It sounds like maybe they're more relaxed there than Australia, obviously. <laughs> well, I I do the same thing as in Europe. Uh, come in on a tourist visa, and then same thing with Germany. I become a resident mm-hmm. of Zollingen. Same thing down here. I become a resident of Durbanville. I see. So someone sponsors you then? Yes. Okay, that's pretty cool. And that's pretty easy to do in Germany as well? Yeah, um, in Germany, since I play for the city, just like here, I play for the city, then it's quite easy to get a residence visa. Very cool. I, I don't think it's so easy in many other European countries um, to do so, uh, but I have heard that Germany is pretty easy to get an extension on your visa, or uh, that's the first time I've actually heard that someone that you can become a resident, though. So that's new information to me. So um, yeah, I have a I have a German ID and everything, man. Wow. Okay, that's cool. I have to look into that. Do you think most guys, most imports in the Bundesliga, they're going that route then, the clubs? I think it depends on the club. I mean, with going in, uh, most people in the city know the club type of a thing. Yeah. So, I mean, when we won it, I met the Burger Master, everything like that. And so, they're in going in. They, they help us out when it comes to research. Yeah. 
Very. It's nice to have that support, and obviously, you do need to, you know, be careful and, and look into those things. I think a lot of guys just hop on a plane and go somewhere and find out the hard way that maybe the visa side of things hasn't been taken care of. So, um, yeah, it happened to me in Australia. Yeah, exactly. And and I I've heard of somebody recently went through the same ordeal as you did, but ended up making it into the country, but. You know, you definitely second year second year in. You need to do your research anyway. Going to Australia, so first year I think it's pretty easy. You just pay for the working holiday visa and you're good to go. But the second year, it sounds like yeah. they're really clamping down. And I heard of a guy that was in in playing in um, I think Austria in uh, in 2015, and then he went to Australia and. They knew that he was playing baseball in Austria and that he was in Austria and that he stayed too long in Austria past his his tourist visa three month period and uh, so that they know everything about you coming in and they were they even had him highlighted on the paper coming into the country so they they knew he was coming in and um, were expecting him and, and pulled him aside when they found when he came through customs there so so it's definitely yeah, something you need that's to. Crazy. Yeah, and he was a second-year guy in Australia too, so it kind of opened my eyes to it as well. And, and now this, now I've heard your story, so uh, I just helps me to advise guys down the road a little better. But yeah, for sure, big time. So but then I know, like I know the Wilmer's son who he plays for Montpellier. Yeah, France. this is this is now his third year down in Australia. So. Yeah. So uh, there's ways to do it. It's just a matter of, you know, finding the club that can help you through it. Do you, do you know how he's how he's done that? Like what visa he's come on? Is it a sport visa every time? Well, now now he has. Uh, they call it a spousal visa, but it's not his spouse. They just prove that he has been dating and is living and dating this girl. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's it's not a spousal visa, but it is, or what? So I didn't quite follow. Yeah, no, they just call it a spousal visa, but it's not his actual spouse. I see. Okay, okay. Yeah, I heard of this. But no, he, li- he lives with her, everything like that. Yeah, that's one way to stay in the country. I, I know a guy living in playing in in uh, the Netherlands now on a similar type thing a disposal visa but i think yeah. again it's it requires some sort of proof that you've been in this relationship and it's somewhat serious and you're living together but um mm-hmm. that's the way as well cool well i'm yes, uh, is there uh i'd like to maybe follow you online do you know a website or actually i can put it in the show notes to this podcast but it'd be kind of fun to like are your stats online and and it's all that or is how's the yeah they, yeah, they, they call it um back D-A-W-P so it's Baseball Association Western Province mm-hmm. um, you can see uh, that stuff um, I to be honest with you I've never run much of a stat guy so I don't look at yeah. stats or anything like that but um, for me the biggest thing that I can tell people is it's a great place down here great great country great people um, it's just if you come down here, have the right reasons of want to help the youth, like yeah. want to help the kids, and want to help grow South African baseball. So, if a guy were willing to pay his flight and just and come there and, and contacted some clubs, and he has a, a good 
you know, background uh, working with kids and can play some ball. Do you think there's opportunities uh, within the league there? Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. I think you just gotta you gotta talk to the right people and find the right people. You and I both know um, that if you, if like say I put my name behind someone, he's gonna get yeah he's gonna get looked at and accepted very seriously because I put my name behind him because of the fact that people know me down here. Yeah. Um, and I know that a lot of a lot of powerborn guys come down. Um, especially because of the fact that Shorty does still live down here. Mm-hmm. Um, and Glenn Buckley, he's my manager. Best, one of the best coaches I've had. Um, for sure the best coach I've been in South Africa. He's my manager. And he played, I want to say like 12 seasons in the Bundesliga. I see. So strong connection between the Bundesliga and in South Africa. So I think that's one way is if you're in the Bundesliga and you start networking within the Bundesliga, then maybe you can find yourself in South Africa as well. Very much so. Very much so. Very cool. Yeah, I, I, I was in contact with about four or five or six different clubs, and they sound interested, but the, the same thing kept popping up as budget. So um, I... I it sounds like maybe they're not like to me, they seemed very hesitant to bring over someone they don't know. Um, so I was trying to kind of yes. get some feedback as if, okay, here's a guy's resume. This is his, his past and he's willing to pay his flight and come over and just is a passionate coach. Um, you know, would they be willing to take a, a chance on a guy that wasn't recommended? So that's, that's the big question. It sounds like it's not easy. So maybe that's, that's a way you can go is, get in the German Bundesliga and then work your way from there. Yeah, big time. And I mean, um, a guy who came down here quite a bit who brought quite a few South Africans up, she me, to play in the Bundesliga is Marty Hummers. Uh-huh. Yeah, Marty. That's, um, so wow. he, he brought two South African players to play up in the German Bundesliga. Yeah, he brought Glenn Buckley with him. Yeah. I know Kyle Botha, he, uh, is a South African national team catcher. He played for Paderborn. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been quite a few guys who have played up in Paderborn, yeah. all over the Bundesliga that were South African as well, and then they come down here also. I think because some of them, many of them, they can qualify for a European visa as well, right? Yeah, because of the fact because of the fact that they have such still strong. European roots, uh, yeah. like they call they call people Dutchmen or English. Like now, I'm uh, Afrikaans or English, mm-hmm. and the Afrikaans are uh, Dutch based. Okay, heritage. yeah, that's definitely a route to go. I've I've had a few young South African players contact me or put a profile on my website looking to come to Europe and um, but they really haven't had a lot of interest but I think that's definitely a route for many clubs in Europe to go is especially when they're trying to you know bolster their lineup or whatever if they get promoted into the German Bundesliga for example is South Africa there's some good baseball players down there for sure yeah very much so there's some um, some great ball players and there's uh, so up and comers. I mean, um, South Africa just got a guy named Gifton Gopay. He's on the forty man for the Pittsburgh Pirates, yeah. and he's a South African born and raised. Well, I mean, I think they can play. They're playing year round there, aren't they? Like they have the weather for it. So I think, you know, I think 
just like Australia, I think they can make great strides. Just it's just about bringing in some knowledgeable people and, and continuing to grow the game there. Very much so. And I mean, um, as I've been down here, you just have to, you know, you have to have the right people in the right uh, channels and right places to make things really grow. And so uh, I think that it's going, and I can't say anything bad about the people that I've met here and stuff like that. But behind the scenes, I do hear certain things of people not being in the right uh, places to grow. So I think they just need to get the right people in the right jobs and it'll just blossom. That's great. And, and maybe they'll it'll grow into a market for professional baseball players to take their career as well down the road or coaches. Yeah. I guess we should say coaches <laughs> mostly. So I, yeah. it sounds like maybe that's, it's, it's much like in New Zealand. Uh, they only look at guys that are passionate about coaching youth um, before anything. So, yeah, well, that's great. Thanks for your time, Tanner. I appreciate it. And um, good luck the rest of the season. And are you coming back to Sullivan next year? <laughs> No comment on that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. All right. Take care, man. All right. Have a good one. See you. That wraps up episode number 64. I want to thank Tanner for taking the time to interview with me. And uh, any of you guys listening out there to this podcast episode who also have an interesting overseas baseball experience or can provide more feedback on South African baseball. Uh, if you have your own story, please feel free to reach out to me at internationalbaseballcommunity at gmail.com. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on episode number 65.